0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Full Quota Podcast. My name is Mpomutlani. I've got my co-host here, Tim Lace. We're in our inter- uh, interview series as the season goes on. You know, last year we brought you a couple of interviews of the players who are going to be playing in the next in the coming domestic season, and some of the players who played in the last one, and 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 and, and names in and around South African cricket. So we're going to be continuing with that, Tim. How are you doing? I know we're recording this on the Monday of the auction. You've seen a couple of names go through. What are you thinking right now? Uh, we're going to have a conversation about that later in the week. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a massive cricketing week in terms of news.
1: Yeah, look, it's 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 huge, it's huge. Um, we will get we will get into it. There've been some uh, really big buys. Um, for um, a couple of guys that we we knew that we were going to do well. Um. We sort of, at the moment, we're sort of uh, waiting for the sort of fringe players to see if they will get picked. But it's, yeah, it's certainly good to see. It's good to see, good to see South African cricket on the front foot and in Mm. the limelight for a good reason, for a change.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So um, you promised the people an interview, Tim. So who do you have this week and who are we talking to?
1: We are talking to another Dolphins player. I promise I'm not a... Massive Dolphins <laughs> fan. Um it's just well, happens you're to be black, the, so uh, <laughs> it just happens to be a Dolphins Dolphins man. Uh he's just come back for the UK. Uh, so it won't be too difficult to guess. Um he played county cricket there and he was he was exceptional. Um averaged fifty-nine for Essex um in this last summer in the Royal London Wonder Cup. Um really making a name for himself now, and, and I'm sure he'll want to kick, kick on in this upcoming season. So it's Grant Rulofson
0: is the man who has the pain of my existence as a Lions supporter is coming on <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, hi, Grant. How are you I'm, doing?
2: I'm good, thanks. How are you guys?
0: <laughs> oh, no, we're good. We're good. You see, Tim likes to bring like Dolphins players to make me feel bad because I'm a Lions supporter. But <laughs> I remind him sitting in the Western Cape, Western Province hasn't done much over the past couple of years um (laughs) first things first normally we like to ask our guests all this question um how did you get into cricket um i know you went to case i went to st john's so please let's not he also (laughs) likes to do that mark's from saints so i was like okay this is weird but anyway um, uh, (laughs) um how did you get into the game
2: um, like everyone, I suppose, um, kind of just playing in the garden, you know, around the braai, um, we used to do quite a bit of camping when we were younger and the dads used to play a bit of cricket or rugby or whatever it might be. And obviously I just picked up a bat and a ball and, um, started playing with them. Uh, so it of escalated when I got to primary school. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, most of my friends, Playing cricket, so I kind of just gravitated towards them, um, and yeah, I suppose it sparked from there. Oh, yeah.
1: You, um, as we as we've we've discussed, you went to Kers. You were coached by somebody who now is a international coach. He's now coached in, in the Netherlands. So, um, tell us about um, Ryan Cook. What was it he like as a coach? Um, how, what was it like? Is he, was he, uh, important to your early, early stages of your career?
2: Uh, definitely. Um, he was, uh, probably a little bit too good of a coach for, for schoolboy cricket, um, which you can imagine. Um, but yeah, he, he definitely, um, uh, sparked a professional belief um in me as a as a cricketer. I think he probably gave me the tools uh to turn cricket into uh into a career. Um and then I suppose also the belief that he showed in me uh probably helped as well when you have such a good coach um kind of believe in you and almost whisper the right things to you that you know you can you can actually play this game. Um probably believe in yourself a little bit more um but yeah he was he was really awesome at that age uh to be exposed to a coach like that is um, not a lot of people get that so
0: yeah i know you speak about ryan cook making you obviously giving that belief that you could go professional um were there any other mentors along the way that kind of helped you make you realize that actually now i can start make, making money out of this
1: um,
2: a fair few. I mean, obviously there were a lot of, a lot of guys that, uh, came through the care system, um, mm. just the self itself, um, that I've had the privilege of playing with at school. Um, so that kind of makes you believe that maybe you could also be like that. Um, uh, I played my club cricket for old Edwardians. Uh, so obviously you play quite a bit with Ryan's, uh, brother, Steven, um, mm. who is, uh, I would like to think relatively close to, um, and he was obviously a really good mentor with me growing up. Um, so you kind of rub shoulders with these these sort of players, and they kind of inspire you, I
1: suppose. That's good. There does seem to be quite a um, something happening in in that area where a, a lot of guys they 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 start off well, they do well. But because the line set up and the Gauteng set up and, and just generally is so powerful, they do tend to have to go find pastures new. But what do you think that, it, what do you think it is that makes that set up, that area such a good place for a breeding ground of, of young cricketers? Because it really does seem to be something.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's probably a testament to, uh, to the coaching. I mean, like I said, I mean, I had Ryan Cook as my school coach. Um, (laughs) So, you know, it's probably a testament to something like that. Um, It's obviously a fiercely uh, competitive environment with the amount of cricketers as well, Mm. Um, which I think breeds excellence. It's obviously a very strong union and has been for many years um, and will be for many years to come. Um, But, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of players do... Kind of find themselves missing in that system or, or leave. Um, I mean obviously I was one of the players that uh, got an opportunity elsewhere. Um, but I did get my grounding from that environment. so um, you know that uh, I think a lot of players do go that sort of route um, and because it's such a strong environment, strong system, um, obviously your foundations are very good.
0: Yeah, I know, uh, I know the Cook family has uh, helped many a few South African cricketers along the way, um, um, and even like the old Edwardians, old Eds, like they they produce a lot of cricketers, not only for Lions but like across the country. I think uh, Gauteng up here, like it, it's a, it's it's a pipe, massive pipeline of, of cricketers, and the competitiveness that, that I'm sure you experienced in high school must have been um, quite a lot, um, but. When you were thinking about, obviously, making that step, SA schools in and around that time, and obviously you're looking for what, what's next, where do I go? What was your thinking in, in and around that to actually move to the Dolphins? Because a, a lot of, as you say, there's a lot of cricketers out here. And, you know, like, what was the thinking uh, when you decided to actually, no, let me go somewhere else?
2: Um, well, I mean, obviously, I play um, a couple of seasons at the Strikers. Um hmm. Which, like I say, uh, obviously laid a great foundation into my cricket. Um, and then I suppose it was just kind of the opportunity at um, Inland, and I probably saw a, uh, a quicker route into into franchise cricket, um, which is not always the right thing to do. I mean, I'm a mm. strong believer going through the, through the system. Um, I just feel like it um, makes you a stronger cricketer. You know, you don't just get thrown in straight away. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it was probably that. I probably just saw a a quicker way into franchise cricket um, and a quicker way into that that stage. Um, So, obviously, the opportunity presented itself, and so I was willing to move for it. I
1: I heard you say, um, I I think it was the interview that you did, I think it was just before you went to um, Essex, you said that the... you spoke about you spoke about the move from the Lions to to the, to the Dolphins, and you said that Shane Berger played a part. Now Shane, as, as we all know, is another one who's now gone on to be an international coach. So you really you're racking up your international coaches here. Obviously, Shane <laughs> Shane is at Scotland. Um, what 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 was it that you liked about him? Because you thrived you know, at, at at inland before you went. To, to the Dolphins, you really did thrive, you know, your, your, your numbers for for inland were very, very impressive. Um,
2: I think he was just a good bloke. To be honest, I think we just we got along well, um, you know, outside of cricket as well. Um, and we probably uh, connected quite nicely, like it's so our sort of player coach um, sort of relationship was really good. And um, and I mean, he's a fantastic coach, obviously, he's uh, doing really well with Scotland now. Um, and hopefully, he furthers his coaching career because he really does deserve it. Um, he's he produced a lot of results within land, Um, which is, I mean, not, a, not an easy environment to sort of uh, coach in, uh, especially then. Obviously, now the union's changed quite a bit. Um, but back then, obviously, it was maybe a bit more difficult for him um, uh, in terms of players and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it shows his character as a person as well. Um, And I think that's probably how we we got on so well um, as our relationship off the field is really good as well.
1: Awesome.
0: Um, Yeah, I think (laughs) coach is a really important guy. But your jump. So how was the jump? How did you find the jump between let's say even playing for the strikers up until play uh, and 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 inland to playing actually franchise cricket um did you obviously how did you find it um everyone obviously has a different journey but it's actually quite interesting to find out how how you saw that
2: um i mean obviously it is uh, a big difference obviously that system has now changed um it was, it was quite a big difference uh but i had probably. I played quite a fair amount of first-class cricket before I made my first-class debut for the Dolphins. So, um, I kind of knew what I was about. Um, what was I probably 22 ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, I probably had a slightly better understanding of who I was as a person as well. Um, so, uh, to walk into the Dolphins environment, um, as obviously nervous to come in and whatever, because you're a new guy, but it wasn't like a daunting. Um, mm. I was scared to be there. Um, maybe testament to those guys as well who, who like sort of made me feel uh, comfortable within the within the team. Um, but yeah, I kind of walked in and and kind of felt like um, I'll be fine at this level. You know, I won't. Uh, uh, obviously, I mean, cricket is hard, <laughs> but saying it's easy. Um, I kind of felt like. Uh, i think uh, my skill set will be fine at this level and hopefully i can perform and um play a fair few years for the dolphins
1: yeah and you've been uh you've been very good with the dolphins so far that, that's that's certainly especially the, the white ball formats you really have uh done exceptionally well um the other thing i i've noticed when i was researching for this you said that the What's very important to your game is the mental side. You said that the mental side is very, very important. So you look up to people like Graham Smith and uh, Steve Waugh. Um, do you think, what, what, what is it about that, that that's so important to you and why do you think you, you have it? You, know, you you often get guys that um, they go straight in from school into first-class cricket and then they have to go back To the semi-professional like we had for two or three Mm. seasons before they fight their feet again whereas you seem to be you've had your grounding and you seem to be very much not comfortable but you seem to be very happy with where you are as a cricketer and and as a person at the moment why do you think that is in 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 terms of your your growth as a cricketer
2: um i think it's kind of just the I kind of just want to keep on learning about cricket and I think that's probably stood me in good stead this far. Um, I mean, obviously I'm far off uh, the the end article of a cricketer. I don't think anyone could ever be the end article of a cricketer. So um, as long as I keep on learning uh, whatever steps I may jump um, or whatever teams I may get into or play for, um, kind of just trying to learn from the guys that are in the team, obviously the management um, and yeah, I just trying to sort of further, further myself as a cricketer. Maybe not necessarily <laughs> skill-wise, um, uh, but if there's uh, one small tactical move that you could change in your cricket, or um, you know something mentally that maybe gets you a little bit more uh, in the zone, or uh, you know gets you ticking a little bit more, um, then you know if I can pick that up from someone else or uh, whoever's around the setup at that stage, then obviously that adds to my career. And that's kind of the way I think about
0: it. Yeah, that's actually um, quite insightful because a lot of people um, tend to forget that 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 there's a mental aspect to, to all of this. Is, uh, um, and, and if you look at all, all the other different guys and how they prepare themselves, especially in the longer formats of the game, it's a bit of a, um, you know, you have your own way of going about this. Everyone's got processes. And so um from 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 your perspective from a batting perspective how have your processes changed throughout like when you go out onto the into into the crease from all the, the longer format especially the four-day game how do you you know go about mentally preparing for that
2: um i mean uh, things like training are very important to me um not necessarily training, uh, like hitting the ball well or whatever. I think sometimes um, that can be a little bit out of uh, out of your control. You know, you, you might get conditions that are not great or the bowlers might not be on song or whatever they care. Or maybe they're too good for you on the day or whatever. So <laughs> not that aspect. But, um, you know, if I can train uh, productively and train probably kind of what I'm going to get in the game, um, you know, what I'm going to face out in the middle, um, then if I if I can see that um, then it, it won't be a shock to me when I'm out in the middle. So that's kind of what I what I try and do. Um, I mean a lot of guys obviously have their own their own roots and whatever. Um, I do a lot of visualization, um, those sort of things. Um, I'm quite lucky that I've uh, played a few mm-hmm. seasons now, so I've faced sort of everyone on the circuit. Um, you know I've obviously kept all our bowlers and. All that sort of stuff, so um, I can actually uh, see kind of what they're trying to do to me and uh, how they're trying to get me out, how they're trying to bolt to me, etc. So um, with even without training, you kind of know what's coming your way. Um, and try and visualize, uh, you know, counter attacking that.
1: Yeah, that that I've heard that many times. That not everybody uses it, but they talk about how important visualization is, the guys that do do it. Like I've spoken to Wayne Parnell, obviously a bowler, but he, he says he goes through visual visualization techniques of his own and and it's a huge help for him. Um, okay, um, let's look, move forward to this last season. You, know, you did well, uh, particularly in the white ball uh, format. Season finishes, Were you always going to go to the UK? Was that always the the plan Um, and play club cricket there? And then how exactly did you get to play for Essex? What happened? Who picked up the phone to who Um, and how was that experience? (laughs)
2: Um, First of all, the experience was awesome. Uh, Just to play in another country and experience their conditions, their culture, Dynamics. Um, I learned a lot from being over there, and I'm very grateful for that opportunity because um, you know that's something I can say I've I've done, and hopefully can do more. Um, Mm. And yeah, I I suppose that's the best part of cricket is the travelling aspect and where it might you know bring in terms of memories and stuff like that. Um, Going over to the UK was a bit of a late decision. Um, Obviously, I. Uh, was kind of waiting on um, sort of SAA uh, selections, but mm. not, um, which obviously I didn't get into. Um, so I kind of felt like I had a, a lot more cricket in me. Um, obviously, last season I, I spent most of the season out injured, so I didn't get a, a whole lot of cricket last season. So I kind of felt like I'd go over and, you know, even if it was club cricket, uh, just go play. Um, I didn't really want to spend the winter here, uh, running and <laughs> chilling and all. <laughs> um, so, it's over and uh, got a, a fair few amounts of runs uh, for my club side over there, Billericay. Um
1: and- I'm just going to pause you there. F- a fair few. He made 177 of 131 on his debut. And I think it was twenty-four <laughs> hours. Twenty-four hours after after arriving in the country, I think. A modest kids boy. A
0: modest kids boy. The <laughs> first one I've ever met in my life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. pretty nicely in the summer. Um, obviously, it was a a really nice club to play for. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I can't really. Uh, be too disheartened at how the summer went. Um, So, while I was over there, obviously, um, the runs that I was getting um, kind of caused uh, a little bit of um, chatter, I suppose, amongst the ethnic circle. Um, Obviously, I I hold an ancestral visa, so it's quite easy for me to play uh, that side, not having, or not needing to have played uh, international cricket first. Um which played beautifully into their hands, obviously the hundred was on at the same time, so they obviously lost a fair amount of uh, players um out of their squad, so they were kind of looking for an overseas and I was right there you know playing and and doing all right so so yeah the the call came and um got a, got a really good opportunity and a really really cool opportunity.
0: And you took that with a plum. Um, how is playing that side in that Royal One Day Cup because you've played for our domestic one day cup and you've done really well there. You just was was it like a little bit easier how the wickets playing there? Um, and obviously, obviously, you took the step up from club cricket, but uh, from that side. But um, how did you find this quality of cricket uh, compared to
2: ours? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, much of the same. Uh, obviously. Yeah they very talented nation. Um, obviously, their brand of cricket is um, a little bit different to ours here, um, not uh, vastly, but it is a little bit different. Uh, obviously, they are a nation that's just won a World Cup, um, so white ball cricket's very important to them. Uh, Fifty over cricket in particular mm. is very important to them. Um, you know, and their their local players play a. A very strong brand of cricket, um, which was good to experience. Um, I mean, uh, obviously South Africa no far behind. I, I don't think we're behind at all, to be honest. Um, obviously our cricket here is uh, very strong, and we have immensely talented guys over here. So, um, but it's professional cricket. You know, wh- whichever nation you go to, it's going to be strong. Um, it's going to be good cricket. Um, obviously their conditions are slightly different to here um uh, which obviously plays a little bit of a role um and it's a good experience as well to play in their conditions um so yeah i suppose those are kind of the differences um but other than that i mean uh, obviously the cricket's always going to be strong wherever you go it's <laughs>
1: good to hear yeah dude dude no um i i, so I don't want to repeat myself but i Wayne Parnell says exactly the same things that you say. They say, he says, the cricket there, wide ball cricket there, is extremely strong. Not that ours is is, is weak as such. It's just, it's for, it's a little bit more intense. Um, that, that, that's what he, he seems to, which I think you are alluding to here as well. That, that that it's quite because they are so good, that it's very important that they play a, a sort of a, an attacking brand of whiteboard yep. cricket. Yes. Yeah. Um, then moving on, um, if you look towards this coming season, um, you've played now in the different formats and the different setups that South Africa's had. So we've had the um, professional and the semi-professional. You've played on all, all of that. We've now moved into the two-divisional system. Okay, it's only one season, but uh, what are your overall thoughts of of having played a, a little bit um, of the two divisional s- system? What are your overall thoughts of of the the way that it's gone so far? Um, I've not really uh, given
2: uh too much thought uh about how the system is uh, kind of run and whatnot um obviously it's opened up a lot of doors for a lot of players um having the system which i think is great um obviously a lot of talent coming through because of the system change now um so yeah i mean that's obviously a pleasing factor for klitsa um so
0: looking at obviously the coming season um what are your do you have do you set yourself goals at the beginning of the season to say this is the average that i need or this is the amount of runs that i need um and also what's your favorite format that you like playing
2: um no favorite format um mm-hmm. you really want to be good at all of them um i think that's important um and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I work hard at all three formats, and would like to be an all-format cricketer. Um, in terms of goals, I'll definitely set some goals. Uh, obviously, I've just gotten back from the UK, so um, try to sort of take a little bit of a, a little bit of a break from cricket, um, and then I'll obviously jump back into it this week, um, leading up to that first T20 comp. Um, so I'll definitely sit down and have a thought about it. Um, what I want to achieve this season, um, I am very goal driven. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely be doing it in the near future.
1: Um, in terms of, in terms of coaches, I mean, you've, you've, you've had a lot of good coaches at, at your at your upbringing. You've gone through, you know, as we as we've, we've discussed already, um, everyone that we've talked to tells us that Imran Khan is is exceptional. Um that the the feeling around the Dolphins campus is, is a good one, it's a happy one. Um can you take, give us a sort of a an overall um opinion on, on how things are with the Dolphins? What's it like working with Imran Khan? Um you know, you've worked with Shane Berger as well, so you no know, what, what are the differences perhaps between the two of them? Um
2: I mean obviously they're very different sort of uh, people. Um but yeah, I mean my my relationship with uh with Emmy is very good. Um obviously he's a he's a brilliant coach. Um and his results uh speak for themselves. Um which is uh I mean it's obviously brilliant for him. Um he came into the Dolphins, Dolphins setup, and and made a made a difference straight away, which is awesome. And I've been lucky enough to play in in those teams. Um, in terms of our environment, uh, obviously we uh, continually working on our environment and the culture and brand of cricket we want to play. Um, but we're strong, we're a strong unit, uh, a tight bunch. Um, obviously, we've made some new signings going into the new season. Um, which is quite exciting. Um, some young talent, uh, some more experienced guys, so good mix. Uh, so it should uh, hopefully be a good season for us, and um, you know, probably win a few trophies would be
0: nice. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I wouldn't want the dolphins to win a few trophies, but we wish you all the best. <laughs> 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 um, but um. It, it's an interesting one because I think that setup at the Dolphins is so amazing. It's, 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 it, I think it, it, it's, 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 it's because obviously with cricket, it was always like lions and the Titans and the Dolphins came and everyone was like, Oh wow. Who are these guys? we're playing a band of cricket on a very slow pitch at, at, at Kingsmead. How is that pitch? Um, what's your favorite pitch to bat on?
2: Ooh, um,
1: Um,
2: I don't think I really have a favorite. Um, obviously I'm a big fan of of Cape town (laughs) Mm. (laughs) for the stadium scenery. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Durban's a beautiful stadium. Um, we're very lucky with the facilities that we have, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of the wicket, obviously we play a specific uh, brand of cricket um, in the dol- at the Dolphins, um, and it's obviously a coastal wicket, so it's going to be a little bit slower. Um, but yeah,
1: I mean, it's obviously still pretty nice to bat. Uh, what about your your wicket keeping? Do you think long term you might just become a batsman or? Is keeping a very important part of who you are as a cricketer?
2: Yeah, it is very important. Um, I don't want to lose that uh, side of my cricket. Uh, obviously, my main role in most of the teams that I play is batting. Um, but, I mean, keeping is just an awesome thing to have. And I mean, I hope going forward, teams do recognize that um, my keeping is as good as my batting. Um obviously it is something that I would like people to um you know sort of acknowledge or um uh, mm. if I can showcase that. Um so it is very important to me. I work very hard on my keeping. Um so hopefully uh yeah, like I say, I would I wouldn't like to lose it. I would like to keep both, obviously.
0: Well that's it's always handy to have that that wicket keeping, especially in the, with the world moving towards this more shorter format of the game, and everyone looking for a second skill set to try and 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 cover a lot of a lot of not necessarily gaps, but um, to give your team a lot of variety. Um, obviously, South Africa is going into this whole new um, way of cricket, where Test cricket no longer is the pantheon like it was when we were growing up and is now moving towards T20 and, and ODS. And I know you said you enjoy all three formats, uh, but do you have any thoughts about the movement across um, to more of a, 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 a coloured clothing type of cricket, a white ball cricket, rather than a red ball cricket? Where you, do you always harbour ambitions to uh, be a red ball cricketer for South Africa? Um, yeah, for sure.
2: Um, like I said earlier, I mean, I want to play all uh be at all format. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of hype around white ball cricket, um, and rightly so. I mean, uh, it's obviously where the uh, attraction is or the the theatre. But I mean, I I think there's still a very strong uh, emphasis on red ball cricket in South Africa. Um, Obviously, our our test side uh, has played some really good cricket leading up to the England series. Um, which shows the uh, the strength of red Bull cricket in South Africa I mean we obviously still have uh, quality creators and players that I'm, I'm sure will still you know get an opportunity at uh, at an international level and showcase how good they are um, so I wouldn't like to uh, lose lose a format um, uh, like I say I work hard on all three and and we'd like to play all three.
1: Okay. Uh, I love that. I love I love the fact that uh, red red ball is important. So it's always good to hear that from a player. Um, w- one more from me. If you, you see all these formats going going around at the moment, these t tens, these hundreds, and uh, there's t twenty blasts, and all, all around the world, and everybody's coming up with their own version of these shorter competitions. Is there one of them that you would quite like to uh, down the road? Have a go at something like the hundred or something like that. Would, would that be something interesting to you?
2: Um, I mean they're all interesting. <laughs> um, I w- I don't think I would pinpoint one. Uh, it would be awesome to get into a like that. Um, I mean it would be awesome to get into obviously our own uh, local competition now, but. I mean, these things are, you know, fiercely contended and um, there's quality cricketers around the world. So, and players that have probably played those formats um, a bit more than I have, in fairness, Um, and have been around the circuit a bit longer, so I'm sure the opportunities will come, um, you know, down the line. Obviously, you need to put in uh, good performances and big performances and hopefully get recognised
0: yeah um look, i know you will get recognized, and i think I think that's where we're gonna probably end it here Grant i wish you all the best, my man. um I know you are very humble in your in, in your achievements, but you've done so much and and you need to be um you will be acknowledged um and I believe so i think you're on that cusp of the next group of of, of young batters that will we'll all be looking forward to see uh to where the green and gold so uh, uh, don't lose heart. Just keep fighting. Keep uh, keep doing the hard work. You've you, you've done so well so far. And whenever I know the Lions come to Durban or you come up to to the Wanderers, I'm always afraid of you and how many runs you're going to score. <laughs> so <laughs> you're the first guy I went out. But on the other side, I actually want you to score runs too. Uh, I think it was a game at the start of of, of what is it the season you won at the beginning of that, and it was I think it was during COVID, and I, had, I think one of my friends was at the stadium and you had bowled out the lines cheaply and I was sitting there going oh Lord oh Lord this is going to be a tough day um but um yeah and and and, and that's who you are and, and I think you know you, you, as humble as you are we love to see that I think you your stock is rising and and everyone's acknowledging your efforts
1: thank you very much I appreciate it yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I, I second second everything Paul just said
0: yes we are we are so afraid of you don't worry like right so <laughs> <Thank laughs> uh, but we love it and and uh, obviously you know, i'm a lion's board he supports western problems we, we love domestic cricket and that's what we do here so looking forward to seeing your performances we're looking forward to to see you score lots of runs this season and I just want to say thank you very much for availing yourself for us um and wish you all the best in the future and, and hopefully uh when you come to Johannesburg or if I ever make way down to, 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 to your side of the world, we'll, we'll catch up over a beer or something and just chat. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us, Grant. Cheers, guys. Awesome, man. have a nice day. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers Grant. Bye. Thanks. And yeah, Tim, that was a great conversation. Another up and coming batter. Um, if you're trying to find out, like this is my thing, right, Tim? I'm like, I look at how the coaches are performing in ODIs and in Test Match Cricket and then I, and then one goes, who's the, where's the next crop coming from? And then I'm like, but guys, the full quarter podcast is like showcasing all the better, all the batsmen in that lie. The only person you need to I get know. is Yaniman Malan. And we're like, sorted. Because you have Mark But, but for to, uh, ground but, for but, me, but, yeah, ground for me is an option Um, from that we could keep a batting thing. If, the, if Kyle doesn't it, work it, out. It's,
1: it's, it's why I asked him about the wicketkeeping. keeping. I wanted to know if it was a serious thing or whether it was just because the dolphins wanted him mm. to be wicketkeeping. I'm glad that he sees it as an important part mm. of who he is because there's a there's an opening there. That who's yeah, there. And it's, not, not it's not far not away. Yeah.
0: It's not far away. It it really isn't. Even in that ODI side, it's not far away. Um and, and another wicketkeeper out of case. Thank you very much, King Edwards. We we love you. Yeah. <laughs> We've had it. The other one is Quentin de Kock, if you're wondering. Um, but yeah, look, uh, thank you very much for that, and obviously our, our listeners and the people who are watching. That's the that's the next best talent in South Africa. Those are the this is the guy who's in that next group. You know, may not be well known, may not be well seen, but I'm glad that his 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 talents have been shown to the UK market because I think sometimes you just need that to kind of push you in. You know, we saw Vian Mulders runs in the Royal One London One Day Cup maybe that's the the spark, you know, Sarah went into the UK, played there. A lot of our other guys had stints in the UK, came back and they looked good. Parnell did the same as you rightly mentioned. And so, yeah, so I'm really excited. I thank you very much for that, Tim. Um, Yeah, so just to close out the show, remember you can subscribe to our channel. Um, You can also support us on Patreon. You can also subscribe and and, and follow us on Anchor, also on Spotify, also on um, Apple Podcasts. So those are the three kind of bigger platform that you can follow us from an audio version if you want this audio version as well. The season is starting soon in like a week's time, um, the domestic season, so we'll be ready to cover that and talk about all of that like we did last season, go through who's done what, who's done where, who's gone where um, and 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 then on, we actually do need to do a preview show sometime to discuss who's moved where because
1: the people need to
0: know. Yeah. But we are going yeah. to, our next episode will be sometime on Thursday, hopefully loading on a Thursday evening, to just discuss this auction, to discuss what's going on in SA20 and who's gone yep. where,
1: because there's some players who I'm like, ah, guys, uh, ah, guys. The, no, man. This, this, something's going on at the moment. People will know by the time they listen to this, but something's going on at the moment that's causing a lot of friction. And I, it, it's, it's, it's... I can't hear it. But teams are discussing t- t- together and it's all centered around Donovan Ferreira. Now, you and I both know Don <laughs> Ferreira. Huge talent. Current bid is at five and a half million. It so was now five you know point
0: we re- we recorded It, it was on five Monday point
1: evening. yeah, it was five point six. Now it's gone to five point five. I think that's what's caused the the problem. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It just it just looks like the not a happy camp at the moment. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we will discuss that on, on, well, on Thursday. When, when people watch this, it'll be the day after. And then they'll probably know <laughs> what happened with the Don for everything.
0: So well, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's what it is. That's the world we live in. Um, but thank you very much, Tim. Thank you very much, Grant. And yeah, we'll be back at the end of the week to discuss the Don for Confusion and whatever's happened in this SA20. Outside of that, thank you very much, Tim, again for this um, uh, for this podcast and organize the interview and we'll see you guys on the other side goodbye good night and let's say